Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, that's where you can catch the scri- the the, uh, the stream. Is that what we call that? Yeah, that's it. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. Uh, the Kavanaugh hearings are the front and center conversation of America. Uh, all because, well, Dr. Ford is not going to testify. If Dr. Ford is not going to testify, well, then why? Why wait? Confirm Brett Kavanaugh. We're done, right? This is all political stunt, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? No? Let's discuss. Let's break it down the best we possibly can. What do we know? We know that there's an allegation from Christine Blasey Ford against Brett Kavanaugh. And oh, before we go any further, Brett Kavanaugh is completely qualified to be uh, a Supreme Court justice. There is no question about this. This can't be denied. It can't be denied if 300 opinions, many of which were used by the Supreme Court to determine their opinions, you can't tell me he's not qualified. To say he's not qualified is simply untrue. You may not like his decisions, but you cannot question whether or not those decisions are indeed sound. You can't question whether or not those decisions are valid. You can't just you can't do that. And by the way, it's a decision of the Supreme Court based on the law that we have right now. You know what you can do? You can go and elect people and create laws. You go knock yourself out. You go have a good time with that. Feel free. No one's stopping you. Absolutely no one is stopping you. So he's qualified. Democrats aren't interested in qualifications. This is what we've learned. There's a fantastic piece from Andrew McCarthy about the decline of, uh, of, of civilization, the end of civilization. And his point is, is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg got confirmed 93 to 6. Neil Gorsuch got confirmed 52 to 48. When Democrats put forth a nominee, Republicans by and large vote for the nominee, unless there's something truly egregious into which they discuss the policy. Democrats take a look at a nominee, and they try and figure out how they can destroy the nominee. Not disagree, not engage a policy conversation, but flat out destroy the human being. And there can be no doubt that the Democratic Party set forth in this entire conversation to destroy Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, that was the purpose. That was the objective. That was the desire. That was the want. Destroy. Kill. And you should also remember it wasn't about Brett Kavanaugh. It's never been about Brett Kavanaugh. It's never been about Brett Kavanaugh. It's about Donald Trump. It is always, always, always about Donald Trump. They hate him so much. They cannot believe he is president to this day. They cannot believe that you would have the audacity to vote for this man after they told you how terrible he is. So uh, what, what do they do? What do they do? They, uh... They work to destroy things that he puts into place. They say things like, well, he can't do that. 
They, they, uh, he, he wants to decide uh, border policy. He wants to decide who comes into the country, for example. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to have uh, uh, judges block him in states like Hawaii and Minnesota. No, no, no. He wants to uh, be able to decide border policy. No, no, no. We, 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 we challenge that. This man cannot have any authority whatsoever. We challenge on every single level. We deny him his position as the duly elected president of the United States. That's what they're all about. And this whole conversation, this whole uh, confirmation hearing has been about delay. It's been about obfuscation. It's been about how much can they hurt? What can they do to stop him from being, uh, from being nominated? Or what, and then what could they do to stop him from being confirmed? Anything, they, they, they'll try anything. Certainly, you, uh, that's weird. Certainly, you take a look. Certainly, you take a look at the last 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours, however you want to call it, and you realize, my goodness, this is real and this is true. You take a look and you realize that this is real and this is true. You say to yourself, why in the world, how in the world, how in the world was this information about Ford, about, about this allegation, how was this not brought up from the beginning? And that's when you realize because they didn't want to bring it up from the beginning. Diane Feinstein had this information for three months. She knew that there was this allegation. She never brought it up in public. She never brought it up in private to Brett Kavanaugh. Why not? She didn't think it was important. She didn't believe it. And then when they realized they weren't going to be able to stop the, the confirmation hearing, they're like, oh, let's, let's, let's throw this out there. Let's throw this out there. Let's just put it right out there. Why not? in hopes that they could derail the thing. The worst part is that when you realize something is political, you see, it's one thing to think it, right, and have it in the back of your, of your head. It's another thing to realize, oh, my gosh, everything's political, and that you have this, 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 this party. They don't care about women. They don't care about women. They don't care about Ford. They do not care about this woman at all. They only care about how they can use her as a cudgel as a weapon against Trump. Because if they had cared, this would have been question number one. Uh, just to Judge Kavanaugh, uh, glad you're here. Uh, we have to start with something disturbing. A woman by the name of Dr. Christine Blasey Ford at the Palo, at Palo Alto University, you went to school uh, with her. She alleges that you tried to rape her. Sir, we'd like to discuss this. Boom, question number one. If you're in the Me Too world, you would think that'd be the first thing you discussed. Get this out of the way. Because if you're trying to rape a girl, it might be disqualifying. And by the way, they didn't care that it was a high school conversation. They didn't care that it was a, uh, a conversation about people being drunk. They didn't care about any of it. They just wanted uh, the, the, the hit piece and, and let the chips hopefully fall in their favor. Man, the politics of this have been massive and ugly and obscene and twisted and sick and vile. I can't imagine there's anything worse than realizing that it's all political. It's all absolutely political right from the very beginning.
that the entire com- it's supposed to matter, right? It's Supreme Court justice. It's it's one of the three branches. This is supposed to be the stuff. This is supposed to be the stuff that's above politics because it's about the nation and how we do it and how we have checks and balances, how we work all this together, and what do we have instead? Yeah, screw that. Screw that. We're not going to sit here and worry about uh, co-equal branches of crap. You know what we're going to do? Let's... Let's uh let's 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 try and obfuscate from the beginning. Let, let let's try and uh I mean obstruct from the beginning. Let's try and uh, uh get this whole thing derailed from the beginning. Let's let's dress up some ladies in the Handmaid's Tale costumes if we can get to the costume shop in time and and get that done. And and could someone sit that anti-Semite Linda Sarsour in the crowd? Maybe she'll scream a little bit. Maybe something about the Jews spelled J O O O O O O O O S. That would be terrific. Um, uh, and then if we can just get some people outside and pay them uh, to come protest, it'd be fantastic. And oh, oh, and when that all doesn't work, don't worry. Don't worry. We got a plan. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like because this is what it is. We can no longer pretend that we don't know how the progressive party makes the sausage. You want to talk about Republicans doing terrible things? I, I can't stop you. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. But when you do that, that that is the whataboutism that others claim to hate so very much. Right? That is what that is. What we have witnessed, what we are watching, the destruction of Brett Kavanaugh so they can destroy Donald Trump so they can show you how illegitimate he is. Resist, resist, resist. From beginning to end, all they are is about resist, right? That's the that's the mantra. That's the thing that moves them. They overplayed their hand. The one thing I can tell you about the Democratic Party is that they always overplay their hand. They don't know how to just do something. They don't know how to engage a policy conversation. They don't know how to have a disagreement. They don't know how to sell their values. So they're always on a seek and destroy mission. They always overplay their hands. Bob Corker and Jeff Flake, who were both guys who weren't sure they were going to vote for Kavanaugh when this allegation came out, are now saying if uh, Ford doesn't testify, call the vote. Ford has decided she's not going to testify on Monday when uh, Brett Kavanaugh is. She's not going to come before the Senate Judiciary Committee. No, 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 no. Her lawyers say that that's not enough. She shouldn't have to do anything like that. As a matter of fact, how dare you even ask such a thing? Asking her to come forward in four or five days and sit before the Judiciary Committee on national TV is not a fair process. And if they care about doing the right thing here and treating this seriously, as they have said, then they will do the right thing and they will properly investigate this and she will work with them in that investigation and also to share her story with the committee, however that happens. She wants the FBI to investigate. The FBI doesn't investigate things like this. The FBI got the letter. You know what they did? Redacted her name, put it in Brett Kavanaugh's White House file. That's what they did. She's not only saying she won't testify, she's demanding the terms of her testifying. An investigation to her liking? To investigate the people she feels should be investigated? She's James Comey without the gravitas. It's pretty remarkable. 
that she's going down this road. But by going down this road, she has done something very damaging to the Democratic Party. She has shown this to be, for them, the political gambit. And now everybody's saying, you know what, we're done here. We're done here. First of all, gosh, you've made it a lot tougher for women who have actually been abused. And I don't even know what your story is now, Ms. Ford, but you won't testify? Sorry. We're just going to confirm Brett Kavanaugh because this does indeed look, feel, and smell like a witch hunt. It does. It flat out does. How can, what else can you say? You, were, you said you would speak out. You didn't want to originally. Democrats outed you. Well, of course the Democratic Party outed you. They hate you. They don't care about you. You are just a means to an end. And the end is destroying Donald Trump. And all you are is just a tool to be used. Ain't that something? It's the Democrats that used you. And now you won't testify. And, well, you showed the the, the hands for what it is. You showed their politics for what it is. And now they're going to have to watch Brett Kavanaugh get confirmed. Because Brett Kavanaugh is going to get confirmed. They want to wait till Monday. They can wait till Monday. But if she does not testify, they should confirm him right there on the spot. Don't waste any time. I'm Tony Katz. These days my waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Set up a flare, I need love and devotion. Trade it for some faces that I'll never know. Notion. Maybe I should try to find the old me. Take me to the places that Tony Katz, great to be with you. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. I don't mean to. I don't mean to do this to you, but Michael Moore is speaking, and sometimes it's awesome. Michael Moore, the filmmaker. Michael Moore, who never met a socialist or a communist he didn't love. Michael Moore, who thinks Cuba has the good uh, health care system. Uh, this here he is. Hold on a second. Let me let me let me let me get to it really quick because it's just it's just every single shade of of special. And he is. He's talking about when women speak out because, as we all know cares and you know he cares because he's speaking in a low voice like this that's how you know he cares you see normally you don't know if he cares you're not sure but when he speaks in a low voice like this you see if he's talking like normal then you're like ah, oh, i don't know if michael moore cares but when he gets really low and kind of kind of you know into it like leans in a little then then you know he cares and he's talking to chris cuomo and chris cuomo cares that means michael moore cares and they care a lot they're two caring men what do they have to say that we and we as men have a responsibility so when though when the whenever they decide to speak out about it let it that that it happen that we need it to happen absolutely not just let it happen but we need to have it we need to encourage it we need to right we need to say look we have to be here for people who are yes. abused and we certainly are not going to put anybody on the supreme court where there's one iota of 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 fear of doubt of doubt that this individual, from from that time when he was first a near adult, within months of being an adult, behaved in this manner. Right. Now, I, I got to stop him right there. Someone makes an accusation. They can't prove the accusation, but it puts a seed of doubt, so therefore they can't be a member of the Supreme Court? What kind of justice system? How much time did he spend in Cuba? What kind of justice system is this? Uh, that he believes in, but oh, he ain't done. And what does this tell us? And and I think you know as a journalist, um, 
that if this is in fact what happened, mm -hmm. she probably wasn't the only one. And someone else out there tonight is watching this show. Well, look, you know very well that we can't go there. We don't know. Uh, is there... We don't... Michael Moore just put out the false narrative that, oh, if there's one, there's more. Where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, if... Basically saying of Brett Kavanaugh, if first you can't rape you, try, try again. What the hell? What is wrong with him? He just put that out there. I mean, good on Chris Cuomo for stopping him. But Chris Cuomo didn't say, you know what, stop that right there. You're not going down that road with me. That's disgusting. No, he didn't say that. You know what he says? He says, well, look, you know very well that we can't go there. And he wants to actually sell this as a, as a methodology. No, but you know enough to know that that a, a man... Does criminology tell us that someone who does it once does it multiple times? Yes. Yes. Um, so could that so be part if this of the is concern true, what she's saying... That people are digging? Yes, it could be part of their concern. So why don't we... I Good Lord. You know, I'm going to... Uh, let, me, let me try and, and do this better for you. Because, I mean, if they're going to do this, right, let, let's do it all the, 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 the way. I mean, this deserves... This Michael Moore conspiracy theory deserves nothing uh, but uh, the, the, the absolute best, right? So let's, let's go back a little bit. Tell me again what you're thinking there, Michael Moore. What happened? Mm -hmm. She probably wasn't the only one. And someone else out there tonight is watching this show. Well, look, you know very well that That's better. we can't go there. We don't know. Uh, is there... No, a but you know enough to know that, that a, a man... Does criminology tell us that someone who does it once does it multiple times? Yes. Yes. Um, yes. So, so, that so if this is true, what she's saying... That people are digging? Yes, it could be part... Oh, good Lord. T Chris Cuomo has a show and I don't. This is the problem... This no 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 oh he does oh Chris Cuomo just got a show on Sirius he just got a Sirius XM show so he's got a television show and now he's got a radio show I've got two radio shows I'm live streaming which is awesome by the way Facebook.com/slash Tony Katz Radio uh, who knows what's gonna happen from this I'm enjoying the daylights out of this we gotta really get the camera set up here uh, probably oh I'm gonna make it rain undoubtedly Chris Cuomo can talk conspiracy theory about mythical rape. With Michael Moore, and you know what CNN says? That was fantastic. Do more of that. Would you like a primetime special? We will give you a primetime special. Chris Cuomo is the star of that network. If you're Anderson Cooper, you're just like, what the hell happened around here? What the hell? The cisgendered white guy? Don Lemon, can you believe this? Can you believe this is happening? April Ryan, how could you let it happen? How Where is your anger and disdain? Alison Camarota in the morning? Chris Cuomo at night? CNN, the Caucasian News Network. What? Oh, don't worry. Someone's going to go back to me and say, excuse me, have you looked at the Fox lineup? Well, yes, I have looked at the Fox lineup. <laughs> They'll say anything. They will say absolutely, positively, anything. They don't care. Destroy the other side. Uh, in Britain, uh, the oldest person there celebrated their 112th birthday. Her name is Grace Jones. Not that Grace Jones, because if it was that Grace Jones, uh, we'd, be, we'd be doing better music. Do you even know any Grace Jones music there, Ari? 
I don't even know who Grace Jones is. Oh, wait a second. You did not say that. You did not say you don't know who Grace... Play something. Maybe I'll recognize it. How can you not know who Grace Jones is? Do you know who Two Chains is? Yeah, I know who Two okay, Chains yeah, is. I was just trying to name someone obscure. The cousin of One Chain. There you go. Hold on a second. Uh, let, let me see if I can uh, find Grace Jones, musician, singer. Um, black woman, short hair, like like crop top uh, ha- hair. You're not helping. Really? That's that's a very obscure description. Oh my god. Let me see. Let me let me see if I can do this right here. I've got to tell no, you no, something. You gotta turn that down. You gotta give it's me a not- second there, because I I can only find it from YouTube. Here, let's here. Turn up. That's the start of the video. Videos are not the same in the eighties as they are today, my son. Come on. I'm not gonna Play. lie, this is pretty crappy. Ah! This is Demolition Man. Do you know the song? No. Wow. I'm so. I'm just. I, I was born in 1991. Oh my God! It's the saddest thing ever. That is just the saddest thing ever, my friend. Anyway, Grace Jones is 101 years old. <laughs> and the secret to her success. Is she has had whiskey every day for the last six decades. To you, Grace Jones, the original demolition man. Whiskey every single day. If honestly, don't listen to doctors. They don't know anything. Drink up. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Are Burton Ernie gay? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know why this is a a thing. I don't know why it's a a story, but it has taken over America. People are like, whoa, 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 whoa. We may or may not confirm a Supreme Court justice. Well, that's great. I'm going to let you finish. But Bert and Ernie are totally gay for each other, and that requires my complete and total attention. How dare you think otherwise? I knew those two were into some cahoots, what with their sweaters and living together. It's, It's actually a story that's dominating. There's a writer who, well, he was with, uh, Sesame Street for a great number of years. And he says, listen, I'm a gay man. Uh, I uh, wrote them as a gay couple. That's how I did. He he wrote for Sesame Street for like 15, 20 years. It's totally crazy. Mark Saltzman. He wrote the duo as a couple based on his own real world relationship. Now, Frank Oz you know, Frank Oz, like the Frank Oz, like the one and only Frank Oz, is like, um, uh, yeah, they're not gay, but whatever makes you happy. 
He's like, if you, if, you, if you think they're gay, sure, go right ahead, but they're not gay. And honestly, would that matter? Why would it matter if the character was gay? Because no, here's the, 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 the fundamental. Here's the crux of, of the conversation. If Bert and Ernie are gay, right? Let, let, let's, let's, say that that's the, let's say that that's the case. Then the purpose of them being gay is not for an audience. It's not for uh, the, the, the children. It's for the adults. Because the children are five, and they don't know anything about gay or straight or sexuality of any kind. You know what they know? I want another cookie, and I crap my pants. These are the two things that they know. So the idea that the characters were gay can't be for the the students, or I mean, not the students, the children. It has to be for the adults. It has to be for the adults to somehow make them feel good about the show because there's a real question to be asked about, well, what if it was for the children? What if the whole purpose of writing them as gay wasn't for the parent, wasn't for the adult, wasn't for the guardian, wasn't for any of that, but but rather was for the child? We're teaching our five-year-olds about homosexuality? About any sexuality? The five. Can't they just eat cookies and crap their pants? Can't they just have that? What's the, what's the rush? What's the rush? I talk about this a lot. About how what I'm viewing is a, a blurring of the lines. Um... Of of childhood and adulthood, and I see this. Uh, for example, it happens in the abortion conversation when people are like, "You can be fourteen and get an abortion without telling your parents." You're, you're you're a child. You're making a decision that's going to impact your whole life. Why do you get to do this without parental consent? Why are parents being extricated uh, from the conversation? No, not every parent is an abuser. So stop giving me that line. Why are we okay with extricating parents from the conversation? Well, part of it, I believe, comes from the idea of wanting to give children agency. Wanting to say that children can make their own decisions. Take this and apply this uh, to the world of transgender. Why? Would you allow children to make this decision about their gender? Let me go to National Review. Just two days ago, pediatricians group urges acceptance of children's preferred gender. The American Academy of Pediatrics urging parents to accept preferred gender identity of their children. They recommend gender-affirming health care for minors who do not, do not identify with their birth sex, including surgical intervention, as well as the use of gonadotrophin-releasing hormones to delay puberty up to age 16 and prevent development of some sex characteristics, whether it be a deeper voice or breasts. Why in the world would we allow children to make that decision? Adults don't know how to make that decision. 
Why would a group of doctors make that maneuver? Somehow think that that's a value. Unless, of course, the objective is to allow children to make decisions that we normally leave for adults, thus blurring the lines between childhood and adulthood. What, what's the other reason for it? Because it's the right thing to do? Oh, stop it. Because they feel like it? My kid thinks Fortnite is real and would jump off the roof if they thought that somehow they could pull a glider out of their ass. You know what you, you, you don't let your kid do? Jump off the roof. You know what else you shouldn't let them do? Put a glider in their ass. So what other purpose is there? What other purpose is there except for trying to, to blur the lines? So I have the abortion conversation. I have this transgender conversation. Now it, you mean your, your childhood, they, they weren't just trying to teach you how to read and teach you how to be able to get along with people and, 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 and all these things that would create a better society. No, it was a, it was a deep-seated mission, a mission to, uh, to get you to uh, be indoctrinated early? To indoctrinate your kid at five? I'm sorry, they brought it up. I didn't bring it up. I wasn't thinking about Bert and Ernie at all. But they brought it up. Wrote it as a gay couple. Frank Oz saying totally not gay, which is what I believe to be true. I believe when they created Sesame Street, nobody had these conversations. Nobody was going down this road. Of course not. Why would they? It's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I've now got three pieces of information that makes me ask the question, is the objective to blur the lines between childhood and adulthood, thus to give children agency and then allow them to make choices for themselves, further extricating the parent from the responsibility of raising the child, thinking that the child is somehow capable of raising themselves and making their own decisions. And the question that comes from that, based on the evidence that I can provide just now, is if children can make their own decisions, what decision do some people want them to make? I'm sorry. All I did was look at the facts. All I did was look at the evidence that is in front of me. It's not even hidden. They're proudly talking about it. What are, what are my sources? ABC News and National Review. Look at me. I'm so dark web. <laughs> and I'm putting together a, a, a thesis based on the information they're providing. Also, uh, information uh, they're providing, it's clear that the hatred of President Trump has gone uh, just full mainstream. The hatred of President Trump is now everywhere, and it is now into the, the, the children. This is like, this is like, a, like, a, like a 12-year-old. Listen to this. Uh, President Trump's in, in North Carolina. He's uh, handing out uh, meals to families. He's at a relief center. He's checking out the damage from Hurricane Florence, which is awful. Like 37 people dead. It's 350,000 people, at least at this moment, still without power. And the flooding is going to continue for days. And, and listen to how much they hate uh, President Trump. L listen to this. Can I have a hug? Kid asked President Trump, can I have a hug? Got a hug from the president. You did a good job. Good. Man, 
The people hate him. You know he did that hug out of spite, right? You know he told all his friends later, yeah, I hugged the president, but I didn't mean it. I showed him what's up. When is the press going to learn, by the way, that everything they've done to try and thwart President Trump has, has not worked out? Way more popular than they give him credit for. Who knows how these midterms are going to come out? Speaking of, oh, the latest polling uh, in Texas? That's fun. That's fun. Let's get into that next. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, good to see you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number, 833-468-8669. The show streams on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. That's where you can pick up uh, the the stream. We've been playing with it, getting it better uh, day by day, and look forward to doing even more uh, with it. Um, A a couple of things. This this poll is interesting. And, yes, as you know, if if you listen to me uh, at – for, for any stretch of time, you know that I do not do not just look at a poll and say, all right, that, that, that's it. That, that's the truth. That's what's happening. I don't look at polls and do that at, at all. But this was kind of interesting, and I do find some polling interesting um, because it goes against what we've been told. CNBC with the story, Quinnipiac with the polling, Texas, the Democrat Beto O'Rourke, uh, the Republican incumbent Senator Ted Cruz. And we have been told repeatedly, repeatedly, that the blue wave is coming. The blue wave is real. Blue wave is massive, my friends. And Beto O'Rourke, he is leading it in Texas. Oh, is he popular in Texas? Oh, is he so great, so wonderful, so amazing is Beto O'Rourke. You know, uh, Beto, uh, that, that's, a, that's a strong name. His, name's, his name's Robert. He calls himself Beto, so I'm going to call him Beto. And it's a, it's a strong name, and, and it makes him even sexier than he already is. Everyone's claiming that Beto can be the cruise killer. Quinnipiac poll. Ted Cruz, 54. Beto O'Rourke, 45. A nine-point spread. Now, would this be the kind of thing where I'm like, oh, rest easy, Republicans. Rest easy, Republicans. Just relax. Take it easy. You know what I mean? No problem. Easy to do. No. You should never, ever act that way. There was a poll done. It's actually got Republicans kind of uh, worried uh, where it's an internal that where uh, a majority of Trump supporters Think, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, uh, Republicans are going to totally win the, the, the midterm. Well, that is no way to, uh, to think. That is no way to think at all. You don't think, like, oh, yeah, it's going to be easy. It's going to be a cakewalk. No, you got to go out there and you got you to gotta win. You got to keep fighting. You got to keep doing. You got to keep pushing. Of course you do. I just thought it was interesting that uh, they're all making a claim about the, the blue wave, and then you get this. And then you get this right here. So I, I take a, a look at, at, at this, and I, and I say to myself, man, there's a lot of experts who are wrong, or this poll is wrong. 
And it's funny that, that this polling puts me in the same exact place as this other conversation about about the entire entirety of, of Trump supporters. You can't rest on your laurels. You can't say to yourself, ah, oh, it's just going to work out. It's just going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Of course, of course, the Republicans are going to win. Of course, the Trump supporters are going to win. Don't be, don't be silly. Uh, it's not the way it works. It's not the way it works. Uh, also, I, di- I didn't get to, to, to this uh, today. I wanted to, to get to this. Did you hear uh, Maisie Hirono? Oh, this. I, I find Maisie Hirono despicable. The senator from Hawaii, Democrat, who, uh, of course, believes the Kavanaugh accuser and thinks Brett Kavanaugh is evil. She has no proof other than she's making a claim. And that, to me, is not enough. Uh, but she's totally believing. And this is what she said. She's talking to a gaggle of, of reporters, and she uh, she says this. Of course it helps that there are women on that committee, but you know what? I expect the men in this country and the men in this committee, and many of them, believe me, because we all signed on to this letter to uh, demand an FBI investigation, but really, guess who's perpetuating all of these kinds of ac- actions? It's the men in this country, and I just want to say to the men in this country, just shut up and step up. Do the right thing for a change. Okay, you can see I'm a little upset by this, you know, the unfairness of it, but you have- The unfairness of it. You just called all men guilty of rape. You just said all men are rapists. You just lumped them all together, and you're the one who's upset by the unfairness of, of the thing. I, I have a, a, a letter. That, actually, it's an email that I wrote. You can get it uh, at, at my station site, WIBC.com. Um, it's also at TonyCats.com. I should, I, should, I should link it back, and I will do that. You can go to TonyCats.com. I wrote a letter, an email. Uh, from fathers to our boys, don't date women like Maisie Hirono. And it is, I, I only hope you'll read it, and I only hope you'll share it, because it's good advice about why you do not date women like Maisie Hirono. Don't you date anybody who's going to lump all people in a group because it makes them seem big and powerful and tough. She, this is what social justice is. Is this is this the kind of thing where she she brings together uh, the the sisterhood? I thought it was wrong, totally wrong to viciously attack whole groups uh, of people. Right? Remember, someone's ideology is so bad they're attacking whole, whole groups of people. That's what Maisie Hirono is. That's what she's doing. Women like that think that they're brave. She's not brave. It's not brave to say that all men are guilty. It's not bravery. It's disgusting. And you should really never take life advice from anybody who is a uh, Hillary Clinton supporter. It's an absolutely terrible idea. I would like to see the Senate condemn her. I'd like to see some senators come out and say, honestly, the most disgusting and despicable thing I may have ever heard. Shame on you, Maisie Hirono. Really awful and terrible. Nice commentary for all those young boys and young men in Hawaii that you supposedly represent, who voted for you. You just called them all rapists. What the hell is wrong with you? You hate Brett Kavanaugh. No, 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 scratch that. Sorry. You hate Donald Trump so much, so much, that you just lump them all together. Just put them in there. Just put it in there rapists all of them it's the men 
all of the evil men. How, how, some of the men? Nope, all of the men. You mean a couple men? I mean everybody with a penis. All of them. Okay. And and tell me again how you are the, the, the liberal and the caring one. You're the kind and decent one. Tell me again how it's Trump who, who, who uh, is, is disrespectful and harmful and, and hurting society. Go on. Go. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Come on. Gross. Absolutely obscene. Uh, so get that if you would. Get that if you would at a. Uh, you can go to go to TonyCats.com. T O N Y K A T Z. Go to TonyCats.com and get on that if you would. Get the article. Get the piece. And we will catch you tomorrow. Oh, my interview with Bill O'Reilly tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Bill O'Reilly. Uh, tomorrow, you'll, you'll catch that uh, right here. I'll have it for you. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.